Welcome to Coffee and an Interview. I'm Jacqueline Pena, and today I'm here with Dr. Jenna Hua, who is, the, who is an environmental health scientist and dietitian, and even more exciting, she's the founder of Million Marker, a health tech startup. And today she's gonna teach us a lot of things that are gonna change how we look at our surroundings and our environment. How are you today, Jenna? I'm good. Thank you, Jackie. I'm super excited to be on the show and thank you so much for having me. Me too. I'm really excited that you're here. Thank you so much for joining us because you're bringing a new topic to the show that we haven't discussed yet and one that I think is really important. And so I'm not going to take away the limelight. I'm going to let you tell us a little bit about uh, your company first because it'll shed light as to what we're going to talk about today and how you started that company and why. Sounds good. Um, so um, my company is called Million Marker. Uh, the reason we named it Million Marker is uh, we're hoping to be able to discover over a million biomarker one day to help people improve their health. Uh, right now, uh, we're a company offering uh, a, a service allowing people to understand their environmental exposures, environmental toxins, so then you can detox your life um, through mailing test kit. Uh, we offer a mailing test kit testing about 13 chemical metabolites. Uh, we're also offering um, product audit, lifestyle audit. So then we let you know exactly what you can do to reduce your exposures. And then we offer education and counseling. So then you, we put you on you know, one step closer to detox your life and living um, a better and optimized health lifestyle. Okay, so the fact that we need this and you created something that there was a need for Scares me a little bit. <laughs> tell us, why don't you tell us why you started the company so that we can start learning about why there's such a need for something like this? There are several reasons why I started the company. First of all, is why we need to even care about environmental health. Uh, the reason we need to care about it is uh, uh, for chronic disease to happen, only about 30% are contributed by your genetics. The rest of them are contributed by your environment. And we, today, this day and age, we actually don't have many tools to actually allow us to understand personally, what's my, ex my environmental exposure and what can I do about it? We are completely lack of personal approach to how to even understand this and how to mitigate and how to change this so then people can actually be equipped with the tools to do something about these exposure. Reducing exposure will optimize exposure to have a better um, quality of life and then prevent diseases. Okay, so very interesting. You're talking about exposure, chemicals. I had never heard that stat before about 30% of genetics. It's in terms of chronic disease. I always thought um, genetically that percentage would be higher in terms of how we we get it. So that means 70% might be environmental. Yep. 70% are environmental. You're talking about, you know, the air you breathe, the food you eat, the products you use, all these are part of your environmental. And then you're also talking about, you know, your social environment that can also be count as a your part of your environmental exposures. So all these factors blend together that could contribute, that contributes actually more than 70% of your chronic disease risk. So it's really, really important to understand, you know, what am I exposed to? Uh, what are the food I'm eating? What kind of lifestyle I have? And what kind of products I'm using? Because a lot of time, 
where people's exposure are coming from, a huge portion are from your food and are from your, the products that they're using. So we think this is also like the first step for people to understand, you know, my environmental toxin exposure, because a lot of these are from food and from products. And these are also very, very simple steps. You know, if you actually know, for example, what product I'm using is problematic, I can simply make a swap. Um, then I can reduce exposures. So if you know the step that you could do something about it, then why not? But how do you get there? I'm, I'm already thinking, wow, um, my face cream, my lotion, my shampoo. Yep. My toothpaste. So yes. many <laughs> so many things, but we're not here to scare people. Uh, we're here to empower people because you can take one step at a time. You don't have to throw out everything at home. Just, you know, when you're ready to replenish because you have to buy extra, you, you have to buy more when you finish your product. So next time you buy, then be a more conscious consumer because this is by voting with your dollars, um, buying better products, it's actually, it's not only it's good for you, but it's also good for the environment because a lot of the toxins that we're talking about, a lot of the problematic ingredients, harmful chemicals that we're talking about, they're not just bad for you. They're also bad for the environment. So by getting better product, you're actually saving the planet. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's good. And that's even more empowering. So what kinds of chemicals and exposures are we talking about? that could be affecting our long-term health and what are some of the effects that some of these exposures might be having just to give us some context as to what we're doing i i, I started scaring our listeners i'm sorry listeners i started getting scared with the, <laughs> but but what are some of these exposures uh chemicals and what are some of the potential effects so let's start with the ones that we actually currently uh we test um so this is a we test um about 13 uh, chemical metabolites, and these chemicals are called hormone disrupting chemicals or endocrine disrupting chemicals. So, endocrine hormone. So, if people don't understand what hormone or your, your endocrine system pretty much like encompasses all your hormones. Like, why hormone is important is because hormone literally controls every single bodily function we have in our body. So, you're talking about metabolism metabolism, you're talking about sleep, you're talking, talking about mood, you're talking about stress, you're talking about growth for kids. So your hormone literally controls everything. And how your hormone works in your body is they're like working as a symphony. So, you know, and then they work as lock and key. So you don't want to mess it up because it's really, really precise. And the other thing is like hormone acts in your body as such tiny amount like you only need like one drop in a like 25 size Olympic swimming pool in order for this hormone to work or having any impact. So you never want to mess it up because it works in such tiny amount. It does like so many things. Um, what happens is when these hormone disrupting chemical comes in your, to your body, you mess with your hormones. So then your lock and key wouldn't match and then your symphony will be out of tune. That's why they cause issues in our body. Um, that's why we want to care, like why we want to reduce like exposure to these chemicals, because they literally have no business being in our bodies. They only do harm. They don't do any good. That's why we need to care. And the common hormone uh, disrupting chemicals, uh, people might have heard about BPA. Uh, you can see 
bottles labeled that BPA free, cans labeled BPA free. Uh, BPA is a chemical um, that's used in um, can coating, um, or they have been used in like plastic bottles. It's also a chemical that makes plastic shatterproof, makes it really hard and then shatterproof. Um, BPA has been banned um, since 2012 um, because of consumer demand. Uh, mothers demand their kids' bottle, baby bottle to be banned of BPA. That's how it's got changed. The issue though, is that once BPA is banned, manufacturers started using BPA replacement chemicals. They use BPS and BPF. These are the common ones that we also test. Um, these chemicals are not regulated. So then, you know, when manufacturers say BPA free, it doesn't mean it's BPS or BPF free and they do exactly the same harm. And the manufacturers can actually change a molecule, like change the chemical structure of the BPA molecule. They can literally change from BPA all the way to BPZ. You wouldn't even know. Oh so God. that's why like we need more people to become more aware. So BPA is one, it's very well studied hormone disrupting chemical. Uh, another one is a big one is called phthalates. Um, people might have heard about phthalates. Um, think about those rubber duckies um, that has been, some of the phthalates have been banned, but a lot of them are still in use today. Phthalates is a chemical makes plastic very flexible. So think about PVC pipe and all these things, they contain phthalates. Phthalates is also a hormone disrupting chemical that recently have been um, shown to actually decrease sperm quality and sperm counts, really impacting male and male babies. Um, and then the last one is called paraben. So paraben is used as preservative in cosmetics. Um, people like now, a lot of clean beauty company have shown, you know, if you look at product labels, sometimes they will say phthalate free, paraben free. Uh, so paraben is also another problematic one. Um, the other thing with paraben is that many times paraben, sometimes actually sometimes paraben is used in food, packaged food as preservative, but it's not labeled as paraben. It's labeled as something else. So people just don't know. So another recommendation we, we, we tell people is eat out less. That's really important. And then eat at le like a least amount of packaged food as you can, because you just don't know like what's in there. So these three are like the big one. There might be another one called oxybenzone. It's something we also test. Um, that's used in some blocks. Um, and then this is also a chemical that has been banned in um, Hawaii because it kills coral reef. So whatever kills aquatic life, it can be good for humans. Um, so these are the big sort of a big ones that we test for. Um, and in terms of health impact, um, if you think about what your hormone does, because these are hormone disrupting chemicals, they literally impact every single thing that has to do with hormone. So then this, you talk, you're talking about infertility. Fertility is a big topic because obviously you need, your, you need your hormone in order for fertility, like for pregnancy to happen. So infertility is a big one. You're talking about um, metabolism. So obesity is another big one. And then you think about your, um, male and female reproductive organs. So breast cancer is, a, is another big one that could also be impacted by these, by these chemicals. So they literally impact everything. And the part that we really trying to educate young people, especially couples before they get pregnant uh, to start detoxing, to start understanding these exposures, it's because developmental timing 
really matters, meaning that the younger you get exposed, the potential more impact, more harmful detrimental impact you could have. So if you start intervening really early on, then you're creating a good environment for your uh, fetus. Mm -hmm. Then you carry it on, then you know, this kid will have much lower exposure um, than others. So, so we're really, really trying to educate, start young, but it's never too late because this is like, you know, a life course approach because these chemicals are literally everywhere. You just have to be paying attention, be conscious with your lifestyle. Otherwise you just be, keep putting into your body. And then you, you actually don't know, like an, another analogy we use is like, you don't know when your cup is filling up. These chemicals are not going to kill you tomorrow, but you don't really know like 20 years down the road, what's going to happen. Uh, but if you know they could have potential impact and you can prevent it, then why not? Mm -hmm. I mean, so, so I, I love the symphony metaphor. I think, I, I think that's perfect to, to show how everything just starts to go out of rhythm with these hormone disrupting chemicals. And then you started talking about some of them and I'm like, Karen, I know that that's in something I put on my body and I could have sworn I saw something around food and BPA. I'm like, oh, great. Now I don't have to worry about reading my bottles anymore. And now you're telling me on oh, others, all these, <clears throat> there are all these unregulated chemicals that are BPF and, and all these other um, alternatives. So I, I think it's important to become educated and to look at what we're consuming or putting yep. ourselves or exposing ourselves to the pipes. I mean, how many of us don't live in homes with PVC pipes or have used them in some way? So many different things that I hadn't thought about before when it comes to chemical exposure. Yeah, they're, they're literally everywhere. But again, we don't want to overwhelm people um, mm -hmm. because the key is to reduce. Um, you. It's, it's all, we can also think about the plastic problem, right? Like plastic is everywhere. And we sort of have, now we have this like a love and hate relationship with plastic. You can't never get rid of them, but we really want to reduce, 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 because then by reducing, you're actually decreasing your exposure. And then it's also better for the environment. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing again with these chemicals and BPA and phthalates are actually two major plasticizer chemicals. So some plastic can use up to 85% BPA or phthalates. So wow. they're like really useful chemicals, but they're just bad for you. So we just need to stop yes, using them, get rid of it. Find an alternative, find an alternative. So, you know, I love this idea of at some point your cup could get full and that's when you'll have problems. And I'm wondering, let's say I discovered that some of the things I'm using have paraben, for example, and I stop using it. Will the amount of exposure in my cup start going down? Is this something that is reversible in any way as I yes. make changes? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why we encourage people to make changes. So there are um, two categories of chemicals. These ones that we just talked about, BPA, phthalates, these are transient chemicals, meaning they, your body can actually get rid of them if you stop using them. So if you stop using them, your body won't process them, then you can actually get rid of whatever you have within like 24 to 48 hours. Um, the issue is that people forget and then you just keep putting on like again and again, a uh, very small, small amount, but you put it on day in and day out. That's the, that's the problem. Um, there's another category of chemicals they call the more uh, persistent chemicals. People might have heard about the Teflon 
uh, mm-hmm. chemical, right? PFAS that we just talked a, a little bit about. Those are persistent chemicals. So the reason they're persistent is because chemi- um, in terms of the chemistry, they like they don't break down. They stay in your body for a long time. Um, so you can't, it's very, very hard to get rid of them. Once you get exposed, it probably take like 60 years, depending on the chemical or even longer to, for it to disappear. Sometimes they don't even disappear. So you just, you just have to live with them. Then, you know, because you're already getting exposed to some of these persistent chemicals, then by all means, you should expose yourself less with others. Um, Mm -hmm. This is another like message that we're trying to get across is because we're already being exposed to many, many chemicals that we there's not much we can do. When you get exposed to these forever chemicals, literally there's not much you can do. The only thing you can do is to reduce your future exposure. And that's talking about all kinds of chemicals, reducing your future exposure. Okay. And I don't think a lot of us realize that there's such a thing as a, a, a set of persistent chemicals or forever chemicals that once we expose like Teflon, um, once we're exposed to that chemical, it's almost impossible to flush out of our body. So we need to worry about how many other types of chemicals we put into our body because, you know, it's, we can't get rid of one completely. Let's not add 20 more. Exactly. It's that, I mean, we're trying not to scare our listeners, but it's a little scary. <laughs> um, but, but I guess the, the, the good thing is you can actually do some stuff about it, right? Like, so, you know, stop exposing yourself to, BPA, BPS, BPF, phthalates, and parabens, and then these things you can actually control. Stop exposing yourself, say, pesticides. If you have an opportunity, you know, trying to consume organic so then you don't get yourself exposed to even more stuff. And I know that for some of these things, we're thinking price also, but sometimes it's easy to switch something up just by two glass containers instead of owning 10 of the 50 cent plastic containers for your food. Or um, sometimes you can grow some things yourself in the backyard uh, if you have one or some herbs in your house. Sometimes there's a farmer's marker where you know they don't use those pesticides. Sometimes you can get organic um, fruits and vegetables at a, a decent price. I know it gets a little pricey for those of us who are on a tight budget. So part of it is getting a little creative in looking at how to reduce our exposure to some of these chemicals. Absolutely, absolutely. Glass container also lasts longer. Stainless steel is also very good. Um, the other thing we also tell people is uh, uh, plastic syringe wraps and also, you know, Ziploc bags. Um, if you throw away, you use it so often, you know, it's not, not reusable. Then you also end up like just wasting a lot of these things and they do accumulate. So say if you invest in buying a, a, a glass container, you use it for a long time, or say if you buy a silicone bag, um, that can last for a long time. You not only you reducing your exposure, better for the environment, and uh, you could actually potentially save some money too. Mm-hmm. Um, for certain wrap, we also recommend to use um, uh, bee wax wrap. And bee wax wrap you can actually use multiple times. Is pretty easy to clean, uh, and then you can use that. Uh, another big tip that we also give to people is uh, never ever microwave plastic. Uh, because by heating up the plastic, it actually helps release a lot of these toxic chemicals. Um, so never do that. And also, you know, if you, we also tell people don't drink from bottled water, bring your own bottle, bring your own cup. 
uh, stop using plastic water bottles. Um, also, if you do have a plastic water bottle, um, I see many people like leave them in the car for you know emergency use, but that car is like baking the sun. So please don't do that because that will help the plastic water bottle to release these chemicals, then you would have high exposure. Mm -hmm. These are some simple steps, but man, I'm guilty of microwaving in plastic containers. Um, I used to be 20 years ago, guilty of living, leaving a water bottle in the car, but I've learned. Um, but there's so many things that if we just, if we just know we can change that behavior and essentially expose ourselves to fewer chemicals. So exactly. Good. Just, just simple steps. Uh, mm -hmm. one other one, um, it's also very simple. Uh, also it's like people tend to overlook is a receipt paper. So gas station receipt, grocery store receipt. So receipt papers are coated with BPA or bisphenol chemicals. So don't touch receipt if you don't have to. And if you absolutely have to touch receipt, then, you know, wash your hand right after. I, that one I had never heard of either. Yes, that one is people don't know. And your skin actually could absorb a lot of these chemicals. And then, um, yes, receipt papers are usually coated with uh, BPA. Um, so have your receipt email it to you. Don't touch it. Okay. And you save the planet a little bit by having less paper waste and having this electronic and you're not touching this, the chemical laced receipt paper. Wow. I'm, I'm definitely learning a lot. So these are some great simple tips to help us reduce our exposure. Now, what if we think we've already had a high level of exposure to a lot of these chemicals and we want to know how full our cups are? What, I mean, this is, you know, we can't just go to the doctor and say, hey, test me for exposures. Um, <laughs> what can we do to see what our, how full our cups are in terms of exposure? This is actually like a where we come in. Um, and then when you ask me like why I started the company, another reason was the out of my personal need. Um, I had a lot of fertility struggle myself. And uh, exactly the same thing, because I studied these, these environmental exposures. I know they impact fertility. I know they impact pregnancy. And I've done a ton of testing with the doctors, but I just didn't get any satisfying answers. And then while I was looking for answers, could this be one of the reasons causing me having miscarriage, causing me having so many fertility struggles? Uh, I went to the doctor. They were like, there's no such test available. But we literally have 30, 40 decades of study showing these chemicals impact fertility. People with higher exposures, they would have um, higher chance of getting miscarriage. They would have a higher chance of uh, like lower chance of uh, IVF success, uh, lower sperm quality, lower egg quality, you name it. So many issues, but we don't actually have a test available, but I know it exists. Um, so that's also part of the reason out of personal need, I started the company. Um, so now we actually provide a service that people can simply send us their urine sample. We get you tested. And so we understand exactly what your exposure levels are. We ask you to fill out exposure survey to understand what products you're using, what's your lifestyle. So then we can actually pinpoint like where your exposures are coming from and what you can do to reduce these exposures. And not everyone is trained as a chemist. Um, this is also where we provide the product audit. So then we're not only letting you know 
the problematic chemicals that we test for, but there are many other ones that appear seeing like product ingredients. We also let you know if there's anything that's problematic, we also let you know those ones you should also pay attention uh, because there are other chemicals that's toxic, say, to aquatic life. Um, there are petrochemicals that could have potential contaminants besides these, you know, big four that I just talked about. Um, you should also pay attention on those, and which is the service that we provide. So then you don't, you don't have to worry about it. We can do the work for you. Then you can simply make your switch. Very, very interesting process because I know I'm the kind of person who's like, oh my goodness, what's my exposure now? I've been living and doing these things for so long. And, it, and it's important to know whether or not there's a way to see how much exposure we've had and where we're at, because that's where preventative medicine comes in. What if I know that I have high exposure to all these chemicals? Can I do something about it now? Or what kind of diseases do, do these types of exposures cause? And can I do something to prevent those diseases now? So that in 20, 30 years, I don't have this illness. Exactly, exactly. So I think like, you know, here's like where prevention comes into play. Like the whole, our whole medical system is based on treatment, but you know, you don't want to get, just get treated when you're sick. You actually want to prevent so you can actually live a better quality of life. And, and then it's also less burden on the budget, on the money, and also for your family. Mm. Um, so everybody, everybody's good. And then I, I, I guess I couldn't stress enough that by making yourself healthier, you're actually saving the planet. Yeah. Because a lot of these chemicals that we're talking about are petrochemicals. They're from plastics and then they're from petroleum and, and they're not good for the environment. So you're actually creating a much better sustainable environment by voting with your dollars, by practicing having these sustainable practice um, uh, for the next generation. So that's good advice. And, and this idea of preventative medicine versus treatment and this idea of we can be empowered, we can empower ourselves with information, with tools, with resources. And, um, and this interview has been extremely informative and in helping at least empower me as I'm speaking to you now, I'm hoping our listeners can see different things they can do to minimize exposure to some of these chemicals and live a better, longer life, a healthier life. Yeah, absolutely. I guess I can like uh, uh, two other tips um, I forgot to mention. I think Over. this would be like a super useful. Um, so I mentioned about BPA. Um, uh, BPA also in a lot of canned drinks. So don't think that, you know, when cans are labeled BPA free, you can just like don't drink regular water, just drink a canned drink, like, you know, carbonated water all the time. BPA free, again, one is doesn't mean BPA completely BPA free. Uh, it could also have trace amount of BPA. So if you drink a lot of them, it's going gonna, it's gonna to add up. Um, so that's one. The second was on, on phthalates. Because phthalates are eating a lot of personal care products, um, it's usually used in perfume and also fragrance. So it's actually a chemical making fragrance like stick onto your body for much longer time. So when you look at, when you shop for personal care product like shampoo or like a lotion, uh, make sure you look at the product ingredients. Whenever it's mentioned a fragrance, perfume, or now manufacturer, like, you know, people started looking at fragrance or perfume, they change the wording, they change it to aroma. So whenever you see perfume, fragrance, or aroma, please ditch that product because most of the time, most likely, 
it will have phthalates in that product. Um, so ditch that. And also in terms of like, you know, scent, sometimes it will, it will say unscented, but unscented is actually a scent. So ditch unscented, go with fragrance free. Wait, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> unscented is actually a scent. Um, so it, it has fragrance in it. So make sure, you know, go with fragrance free. Um, that's another tip. Um, the last tip when it comes to paraben um, is that paraben, a lot of times it's not regulated in, when it comes to over-the-counter ornament. We have seen like a lot of user um, did our test. We found out, you know, where the exposures are coming from. Many times it's from these over-the-counter ornament. So a lot of people use like 1% hydrocortisone for um, itch or for allergy. Um, Across the board, we have not been able to find a hydrocortisol cream or some of the over-the-counter cream free of paraben. So if you absolutely have to use it, use it, but be you know moderate. So if you don't have to use it, don't just put it on like <laughs> for no reason because you are exposing yourself to extra chemicals. Um, and then the last tip, um, because we mentioned about you know forever chemicals. Mm -hmm. um, I would highly encourage people to look at their water quality at home. Um, so, you know, your water district usually will test your water annually. So, you know, check to see whether your water actually being exposed to, you know, either heavy metal or PFAS. It's this, uh, you know, the, the forever chemical. Um, if you can choose a, a water filter because water filter will help you, you know, filter out a lot of these chemicals. And usually the reverse osmosis water filter works the best. Um, so that's, all, uh, that's another tip. Um, uh, check your water quality. And if you can get a, uh, get a reverse osmosis water filter. Um, so then we make sure our water source is also clean. Um, yeah, and then you know, avoid plastic as much as possible. Don't touch receipts. Those are the, the major tips. Um, that to help you start your detox journey. Okay, well, I'm ready, I'm ready. Um, I, I think it's important for, for, I'm gonna say this to our listeners and I'm telling it to myself, that, that we can go on a detox journey and reduce the amount of exposure in that cup so that it doesn't get full, um, but we can take it one step at a time. I think I'm gonna start by ensuring I reduce and then eliminate the plastic containers that I use for storing food because I tend to want a microwave in them. And, um, and I do need to look at the water report. So for all of you listening, your counties, your cities, when they test the water, there is an annual water report, water quality report. Look at that. I usually kind of delete the email when it says that it's available. And I think one of the things I'm going to do after this interview is go in there and look at it because I never looked for forever chemicals or for other chemicals that might be in the water. So uh, I think um, metals and things like that, I need to look at that. So those are some simple steps to start with. Um, and I think um, I'm going to start looking at the products that I use. I have lotions that have fragrance uh, to them. And so I need to check those out and a couple of other things and not necessarily throw them out, but once they run out, we place them with something that's a healthier to use that doesn't expose me to more chemicals. So these are great tips. I encourage all of our listeners to take a moment, just make a list of a few tips that they're going to, that you're going to implement, but don't do it all at once because that's where we get overwhelmed and maybe don't fully 
take on the new habit, but, you know, do one or two things here or there to start reducing your exposure to these chemicals, because we want to make sure you live long, healthy lives. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is fine. So this interview has been really informative, Jenna. I don't know if there's anything else you would like to share, any final words of advice, anything I didn't get to ask you for our listeners as we close up our interview today. Yeah, we're, we're here for people. Like we're here to provide answers and to empower everyone. So I would encourage people to go on our website because we're really trying our best to translating the science to make sure it's digestible so everybody can understand. We publish a lot of articles on our website purely for education. So people can check out our toxic free guide. We have um, a list of approved products that we curated to make sure they're free of um, toxic chemicals. You can check out those. Uh, we also um, have published articles specifically on pregnancy and fertility. Uh, there are over 80 articles on our website on everything relates to environmental health and pregnancy, fertility, you can check it out. Uh, we also have a chemical glossary if you're curious about your, you know, um, ingredients in your personal care products or household products, um, you can check out our chemical glossary. We, uh, we specifically specify, you know, the chemicals and what are the health impact if you're interested in learning more. Um, and then lastly is I would encourage people, if you want more information, sign up to our newsletter and follow us on, on social. We're pretty active on Instagram and Twitter, just a million underscore marker. Uh, so we're also there to provide education. Excellent. And, you know, we're all about education. That was really the, the goal or the purpose behind the podcast. And today's um, interview was very educational. And for our listeners, all these links are in the description section for this episode. So you'll be able to click right on the link or depending on, your, on the platform you're using, copy and paste that link into your browser to be able to get to those resources, including the articles, the chemical glossary. I have a whole list here, the website and um, the Instagram handles and all that information. So that's in the description for you. And uh, Jenna, thank you so much for taking the time to you know, educate us on um, potential exposures and what we can do to minimize those exposures so that we can live a healthier, longer and healthier life. Oh, thank you, Jackie, for the opportunity. This is really fun. Yeah, no, this was excellent. Thank you so much. And to our listeners, thank you for listening to the episode. Check out the resources, they're there for you. Thank you, Jenna, for those resources and have a wonderful day. Thank you, Jackie.